In response to the demand on the state's court system to handle housing disputes, Democratic state lawmakers have introduced legislation establishing a new statewide housing court system. To get a better sense of the demands placed on the current legal avenues to resolve housing issues and consider what the future should look like, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Ellen Davidson, a staff attorney with the Legal Aid Society. Welcome back to the show, Ellen. Thank you. Happy to be here. So right now, where do most legal housing disputes end up? And is the answer different if you're in New York City compared to, say, the rest of the state? It's absolutely different depending on where you are in the state. There's only two housing courts in New York State, one in Buffalo and one in New York City. If you're not in one of those two places, your cases get heard in the types of court there are all over the state. There are city courts, uh, there are county courts, uh, Long Island has district courts, and then we have town and village courts throughout the state that are mainly in smaller places, and housing cases get heard in all of those types of courts. And what is the different outcomes that might happen as the result of bringing maybe similar cases in different court systems? Do judges who maybe hear these types of housing cases because they're housing court judges have a different approach or a different response to cases, say, outside of New York City, where this might just be one element of the types of cases they hear and maybe the types of cases that certain judges upstate don't want to hear? I think it's less about upstate versus downstate because, as I said, Buffalo also has a housing court. There is definitely, I think, some benefit to having judges who are familiar with the eviction laws and the different types of housing and the laws that are attached that that type of housing hear housing cases versus having judges that hear a variety of different cases and then every once in a while have a housing case and they may not be as familiar with the laws around that. And I think having judges have familiarity with the laws is good for both landlords and tenants. Well, with the caveat, Ellen, that this show is only 50 minutes long, what are some of the recurring problems with finding justice in the New York City housing court system? Well, there are a lot. I mean, at the moment uh, in New York City, there's a right to counsel law, but there aren't enough attorneys. So a lot of tenants are unrepresented. And this is true outside of New York City as well that unrepresented tenants are often in cases where their landlords are represented by lawyers and they don't know how to present their case. They don't know how to make the arguments or raise defenses, and they often lose because they don't have access to attorneys. So then looking ahead, uh, there's legislation that would create a statewide housing court system, and it's according to the bill memo, something that would respond to, say, the lack of resources that are currently invested in housing court cases and the trouble that people have in actually uh, obtaining legal counsel. So if you think about a statewide court system for housing cases, what are the key attributes to make something like that successful? My take on reading this legislation is it's not clear to me that the bill sponsors understand that there are only two places in the state that have housing courts. It's not clear to me that they understand that many people within New York State have their cases heard in town and village courts. And there seems to be no attempt to 
wrestle with the different types of courts we see all over the state. And they seem to be pushing a New York City solution on all localities all over the state without even thinking about whether it makes sense. My guess is that it would be extremely expensive for localities to set up a separate court system just to hear landlord-tenant issues. You know, some of these courts here very rarely hear landlord-tenant issues, and then to have a completely different court system would cost localities a lot of money. You know, I think housing courts work definitely in places that have more volume. You know, I'd be curious to know where the money is coming from to set up this whole new court system. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. We're talking about the housing court system in New York or the lack of a unified housing court system in New York. And our guest is Ellen Davidson, a staff attorney with the Legal Aid Society. Well, then, do you think there might be a need, not necessarily on a statewide basis, but for larger upstate metropolitan areas like Albany, like Rochester, like Syracuse to follow in the footsteps of Buffalo? Do you think there could be enough demand in those areas? I mean, there there could be. And again, I, I do think there's something valuable about having judges that spend their time focusing on landlord-tenant issues such that they understand the laws around them. It's not clear to me that that's the purpose of this legislation. There's other parts of this legislation that certainly appear to me to suggest that its purpose is not to make things easier for tenants. One of the things that this legislation would do would be to say that tenants couldn't appear in the court unless they deposited into the court system everything that the landlord claimed was owed in rent. If, for example, and I've seen this, a landlord made a mistake and sought rent for a month that the tenant had already paid, the tenant wouldn't even be allowed to appear in court and show proof that they had made that payment because unless they could come up with another month's rent, they would not be allowed to appear in the court. Additionally, this bill would pay for attorneys for pretty much every landlord in this state. The only exception being buildings that were with greater than 20 units. Even landlords that own thousands of units of housing would have their legal costs paid for in this bill, so long as they owned many smaller buildings. Any landlord who owned a building with 20 or less units would have their legal costs paid for with no caps. And unlike legal services for attorneys, we don't get our costs paid for. There are contracts and and quite frankly, we often get paid less than what it costs to do the case. This bill would allow landlords to hire very expensive attorneys and then reimburse them all their costs. There's also a reference in the bill memo to these new court system needing to establish a quote-unquote adequate number of pro se clerks of the housing court to assist persons without counsel. So does that mean, based on your reading of the bill and the legislative memorandum, that they're envisioning 
landlords getting access to attorneys, but tenants having access to pro bono clerks? Yes, I think that is the intention, that they would reimburse landlords for any legal costs and tenants could speak to, uh, most courts have these clerks, they're called, they're clerks for people who are unrepresented. They they don't provide legal advice, they're not allowed to, but they do help you fill out forms. Just like how to file and sort of general administrative issues? Yes, and, and they're quite, they're not enough for the amount of pro se litigants that are out there, it's very hard to get access to one of these clerks because, you know, there there are so many litigants, especially in landlord-tenant cases, so many of the tenants are have no representation um, that even if they wanted to touch base with one of these clerks to make sure they were filing things correctly, um, oftentimes they can't. So yes, I think this is a bill that thinks about a system where landlords have their lawyers paid for them, tenants do not. And for the most part, uh, cases would go very quickly because if tenants couldn't deposit all the money owed into court, they wouldn't have access to the court. They wouldn't be able to answer. They wouldn't be able to raise defenses. Um, It's sort of an automatic landlord wins. Well, when you think about the way of improving the existing housing court system right now, short of a, a massive overhaul, is the the main opportunity that you see for improvement just investing resources so that people actually have meaningful counsel and that there are uh, enough judges to, to hear these cases so they can be resolved in an expeditious manner? Yes. Um, I, and I, I think the resources are needed on all levels of the system. I understand that, well, it seems to me from reading this piece of legislation that the purpose behind it is to have cases go through the system more quickly. Part of the reason cases are not moving through the system quickly is that there are not enough uh, people working for the courts. The courts don't have enough clerks. They don't have enough. Uh, they don't have a, um, a technology to, uh, you know, allow them to make sure that the cases move forward quickly. And certainly, it's our experience, uh, and I think uh, many landlord attorneys would tell you that it's their experience that cases move more quickly when you have attorneys on both sides. Um, and so, t- to some extent, uh, the the sponsors of this bill you know, might think about doing some work to make sure that both the courts have resources and uh, and that tenants have attorneys. It is true that if you stop tenants from showing up in court, uh, cases will happen quickly. Well, that's all the time we have today. You were just hearing from Ellen Davidson, a staff attorney with the Legal Aid Society. For some of our previous conversations with Ellen and other housing industry stakeholders, check out our website at capitalpressroom.org or download past episodes wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show.
Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.